you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy of your worship. He alone can uh, see to your needs. He alone can heal those things that need healing and touch those things in your body and help you with those memories and the crazy things and life being upside down. Christ, Christ, Christ. He's your one. He's your one. With me, as always, is Kevin. He's still in North Carolina. What's going on, Kevin? Hamlet, North Carolina. What a little town. But, uh, yeah, I was asked to speak Saturday morning at, uh, at the Hope, Hopewell Baptist Church, Hopewell Independent Baptist Church. I just dropped in here. I'd preached for them years ago. Anyway, dropped in here, and they said, can you speak at the men's breakfast? I'm like, man, I'd be honored to. So, yeah, God's given me something to do, and um, then I'm working on the book while I'm here. Writing that book, I got a lot done. Just, brother, I'm excited about it. It's a discipleship growth book through trauma, because of trauma, as a result of trauma, talking about new plateaus, new heights, just Brother, I'm, I'm pretty fired up about the, the uh, po- uh, possibilities. Well, maybe you should name it New Heights, a discipleship book in Christ or something. I don't know. That's a, mm. that's not a bad bad name, you know, but uh, I'm glad that's all working out for you. So, folks, we continue on. And as we look at John 17, we're coming to the end of Christ's prayer. And we know what comes after that. Those of us who've studied the Bible, who've been around, that there's going to be an arrest. Judas is going to go rogue, and he's going to uh, sell out Christ, the worst decision of his life. And um, and and there's a lot going on. And, you know, we know it's called for in Scripture, right? We we know that it's prophecy. We know that's getting ready to happen. But at this point, we're ending. And I want to entitle this episode "The Indwelling of Christ." And and we see in verse 26 of 17. We're going to come back to this. I'm going to share a couple of verses with you. We're going to come back to the last two verses of chapter 17, but it says in 26, it says, and I, the last verse, and I have declared unto them thy name and will declare that the love wherewith thou has loved me may be in them and I in them. Christ is actually alluding to the Holy Spirit of God and being able to minister to you. Christ can still minister to you in the spirit of the Holy Spirit. It tells us in Romans 8, 9 through 11, it says, But ye are not in flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is not of, uh, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, that the spirit of life because of righteousness. So talking about if Christ is with us, we're okay. If we're saved, if we're following that way, it's a new life. It's a, it's a new place to be. It's new heights, Kevin. It's like your book. It's new heights, brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, I, I'm, I'm sorry, what was the actual word? Because I want to make sure I stay zeroed in here. The indwelling the actual, of Christ. Indwelling of Christ. Thank you. Indwelling is that is that word. So I'm, I'm, I'm slow on the uptake. Grandkids have worn me out. Um, but, uh, no. So I love the indwelling, the principle of the indwelling, because like we, we covered there a couple weeks ago, his, um, 
presence with the disciples was wonderful. It changed their lives. And he guided them and directed them and said, go to your, you know, go to these cities and then I'll follow and go to the cities. And they went where he went and stayed in houses he stayed in and whatnot. But then he, he had to make an announcement. He was leaving. And this whole departure thing was a big, big trauma to them. And then he said, you're going to, you're going to be sad for a while, but it's going to turn out okay because I'm after I go to the Father, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. He's going to live inside of you, and the indwelling will will be able to control you. It'll be, it'll, it'll change you. It'll you'll, he'll lead you. He'll he'll um, bring things to remembrance. You'll just be on a new. You'll have a new paradigm that you'll be able to follow with, and yeah, I just love that. So. Having said I love it, what means a lot to me, Doug, about his indwelling is this whole thing of filling. So he he's resident in me as a believer, but it was a wonderful thing when I found out that he could be president. And president is what brings the, you know, the idea of surrendering to the to the to the control of the spirit is what brings his power and the sense of his present presence more often. And we talked in the last episode about going through trauma. And when you're going through trauma, go ahead and witness for Christ. I remember I gave a, just the other day, I was having a rough time about something. I don't even remember what, this is life. And I was at a store, I was busy, all the kind of stuff you had on that airplane. And God said, give something to this guy sitting by the door. And I gave him a, a, a tract and a witness to him there. And he, and it was just, I just felt wonderful. I was going to go meet someone in the car or something. And so I just continued on my way rejoicing. And, you know, I, folks, he didn't get saved at the moment, but the Holy Spirit of God perked up at the transfer of the word of God. So it's just a great thing to have him on the inside. He's, he's resident every, in every believer. Don't let anyone tell you he's not inside of you till you speak in some weird uh, stuff. He is resident. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his, but he wants to be president. He's running for president. You have to vote for him every morning and say, God, please fill me this day. Fill me, fill me, oh God, oh Lord, I need to be filled. And and folks, lives begin to change when we put things into the right and proper perspective. And, you know, I was thinking at Christmas time, I remember it's this year as in years past as we put out stuff and Debbie puts out, I don't know, a dozen trees and decorates them and the house is decorated lovely and there's at least two rooms in this house filled with trees and Christmas decorations. I mean, it's something that we do. Uh, Debbie's German, and it, it's just something we do. We're we're big Christmas people, and uh, this year, as in past years, as we pulled out the Christmas decorations, we found a gift that said "Dad" on it. You know, an unopened Christmas gift. Now, this has happened in the past to me, <clears throat> and I opened it up. Yep. And when I opened up that gift, oh man, there was this great thing for my truck, you know, it puts air in the tires, and stuff like that. The kids had forgot, forgot they had given it to me. I had forgot to open it. And, and here I was given a gift last year at Christmas that I could have used three or four times, but instead I'm dragging out an old uh, air compressor from my garage and, and pulling out that 200 pounds and plugging the plug in and mm. screwing everything. But there was a gift there for me. 
And the whole time that gift was there, all I had to do is plug it into the power accessory, or as we'd call it, a cigarette lighter back in the day, and, 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 and it would blow up the tires. It was always there. It was everything I needed to blow up my tires. I didn't have to go get other stuff. I didn't have to go find a place to blow up my tire. I didn't have to go anywhere. It was there, but I never opened the gift. And sometimes, folks, uh, I remember this year, too, that I had got a gift last year from uh, Debbie, and it was this wonderful flashlight for my truck. It was uh, solar charged or, you know, uh, USB charged, USC charged, whatever. You charge it in many ways. also had a crank handle, has a radio on it and all that stuff. And I came across that under my table in the living room. I had never even used the box. So you can have the gift. You can even know the gifts there, open it, and not use it. And boy, I missed out on a whole year of flashlighting radio. What if I got stuck in the woods there in Tennessee? And, and Kevin, I guess what I'm trying to say is you need to open the gift and you need to use the gift for the gift to be real. Yeah. Well, how many people, you know, get in trouble and then don't even use the tool that, that they've been toting around to get them out of trouble. It's like the guy with the chainsaw that went to the store. You might've told this illustration, but when he, he took it back to the store and he said, I want to return it. This thing's supposed to be able to cut five cord of wood in uh, you know, in half a day. And it, I cut half a cord in three days and the, the uh, store owner pulls the handle and starts it. And the, the, the guy who bought it jumps back and says, what's that noise? So it's, it was a surprise to him that he had power available that could do far more than he imagined. And let me tell you, trauma gives opportunity to reach down into reserves you didn't know that you had. Those reserves as a Christian are much deeper than the reserves of the world. And we'll, we'll cover that today where he says, the world hath not known thee, but these have known thee. So we, we have something we tap into, the cigarette lighter plug, whatever is, is available. And it's there, uh, folks. It. It's ready. It's ready. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and read these verses before we, <clears throat> excuse me, let the radio stations do what they have to do. But today we're in John chapter 17 with the last two verses of chapter 17, verse 25 and verse 26. Oh, righteous father, the world have not known thee, but I have known thee. And in these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them by name, and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. Brethren, you have the love today. You have the love that Christ had from God. You have that love with you. That kind of love will change the world. That kind of love will make your day great. That kind of love will make families work. That kind of love will heal relationships. That kind of love changes everything. Folks, listen, we'll be right back with you. Hang with us. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. I love that word, O oh, righteous Father. The world have not known thee, but I have known thee. And uh, these that have known that thou hast sent me. And, you know, Jesus's knowledge of God over and over again, he affirms, he affirms that. And he affirms that I did my job. I took it out there. And he, again, Jesus is always recognizing, he's emphasizing to disciples, 
I've come uh, because God has sent me. Uh, and recognition for us with Christ is crucial. We we miss the boat sometimes. You know, I, I've always been freaked out by these overly religious people who, uh, you know, run around and go, look at me, look at me, look at, you know, look at me, look what I did. And, you know, and I led all these people to the Lord and I did this. And man, where's Christ in that? What kind of love is that? And, uh, you know, we, we recognize what Christ has done in our life. It, it's, it's crucial to Christian faith for a couple reasons. One is, to him goes the glory. Second is, they're going to want us to save them. We can't save anybody. They're going to want us to heal them. They're going to want us yep. to help them. We can't do it. And we need to be declaring God's name. You know, everywhere we go, we need to declare God's name. And, and uh, uh, you know, we need to declare it to our the people we meet, to our ministry people, the people we go out and talk to, you know, we need to continue to learn from that. And and, and I know we've we've talked deeply about the indwelling. I know we talked about continuing Christ's mission. But folks, as I pass this over to Kevin, remember the love of God. Jesus prays that the love with which God has loved him, think about this, may be in his disciples. That's pretty profound, folks. That's a great prayer for believers to experience we got to reflect on that divine love, the love that changes families, the love that reunites things, the love that heals hurts, the love that changes things. That love is yours. And, and Kevin, I'm glad about that. Boy, you're so right. I remember being in a retreat back in 1990 down in Pennsylvania, where I'm from, and there was preachers and laymen in this retreat, and it was really good. But um, there was a, a veteran there. He's probably a Vietnam vet. He was about that age back in back in that time, you know, mid forties, early forties. And um, but you know, those guys they they're rough as corn cobs. They're eating spiders and stuff out there in the jungles. And uh, but he was there. And anyway, he told me in a break how much God had awakened him to the love of God and changed him by way of someone else that spoke like he had never heard before with the love of God. And folks up in Pennsylvania, where I'm from, heavy German community, uh, there's a lot of Amish and so forth around in that, in the area where I was. And some of those people are just, they're, they're, when you talk to them, their humor is dry as cracker juice. Their church services, even as if they're good churches, are sometimes dry as cracker juice. And they, um, they're they real good. They're Germans. They're good at discernment. They're, they're meticulous. I'm German, by the way, so uh, I'm a full-blooded German. But, you know, he told me that God had changed his life by hearing a preacher who preached on the love of God, with the love of God, to about sharing the love of God, and it wasn't milk toast. It was, it was confrontational, soul winning. It was just, it was the idea people need to hear the truth, but with the love of, from the love of God. And anyway, I got thinking about that and how much it's changed me to go through trauma because, like that Vietnam vet, had probably gone through some junk. Yeah, opened up. It it was the it was the it was the deciding factor where he turned a corner to meet someone that spoke a word in season, and and Isaiah fifty verse four says this. I, this is what I think of: the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. 
He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. And I remember being a tough, just, uh, in fact, last night, Brother Doug, I was in this church where I'm at. I was feeling pretty, um, pretty low about a conversation that I've had with someone, uh, uh, another brother in the Lord. And, and, uh, he had his, you know, thoughts and opinions. They were just, they were just, uh, shall I say, um, biblical, but, but not biblical. And the Bible says uh, the law is good if a man use it lawfully. And you've, if you've ever been around someone that we would call in modern vernacular, a legalist, they're using the law, but they're not using it with legal biblical uh, uh, heart. And, and certainly sometimes you just got to uproot bad stuff and there's no way to do that with, with love and, and compassion outwardly at the time. I get that. But the Bible talks about a word in season. So this brother last night in the church, I was just in his office. I said, brother, man, I'm, I'm struggling with, with something that someone said to me. And it was just said in kind of a harsh tone. It wasn't against me. It was just about some stuff. And he said, brother, let me tell you what the Bible says. And he, with the forthrightness, I believe, of Jesus Christ, launched into it in a balanced way that left me with a spring in my step. And that's what I want to be, Doug. I want to be that guy that can go to the scriptures and then with the love of God, chase down what the people need and not what I think the brethren want me to say about this thing. And, um, and not be stuck in my own camp. And I get it. We hang out with people that believe like us. But I want to answer on the behalf of Jesus and not on the behalf of what the brother thinks I'd answer. And, you know, when you do that, it becomes dry and hurtful. And uh, the Bible says the letter kills, but the spirit giveth life. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, the spirit does give us life. It gives a, the life, as Kevin said, comes from love and that brother being there. Isn't it great how God does that sometimes? I was thinking the other day, you know, as we talk through the life of Christ and things we learn and how they can change us, you know, not only do we get converted, but God doesn't stop there. He doesn't leave us there. He, you know, we, we hook up with a church, we go through the sanctification process and I can see changes in my life. I can feel things happening in my life that are changing me. That, and, and, uh, I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that God is not through with me. I'm so thankful for people like the brother last night who just opened the Bible right at the right time or quote a verse and just put their arm around your shoulder and just maybe drop a tear with you. I remember in my last mm. church, I, I mean, the new pastor came in knucklehead. I get that. But there were people in that church. There are people in that church that are godly. And, and there was a long time deacon and it just, he was the one, he was always there, always making a difference. And I remember, and that pastor was lying and doing some things against me and, and, and those types of things. And, but I remember this brother sending me a text message that changed my life. He said, oh, dear brother, I'm sorry you're going through this. And uh, my thoughts for you and the way I feel about you has been assuaged in no way at all. And this is what the Bible says. And, and, and this man, he had stepped down as a deacon and stuff. But I, I was thinking to myself, that text message alone completely changed my life. Not for an hour, not for uh, a day. I mean, I'm talking about it completely changed my life. And that's what the love of Christ does for people. That's what Christ yeah. being in a heart does for people. 
it completely changes our lives. And, uh, and, and just a, a word spoken, fitly spoken last night, just sharing the Bible with Kevin, it changed his life, man. He went yeah. out of there strutting a little better, you know. Did. Went back to the room and had a protein shake or a bar, you know. Got, <laughs> got pumped up. Thank God last night, probably yeah. as he went to bed. And, and it's not going to leave him. Brethren, we don't have the power to do that, but we have the power within our heart to share God's word that has the power to change lives. And, and brethren, I, I know we talked about Christ is in us. He, he makes a difference in us. He, he indwells us through the Holy Spirit. Use it. Open that gift. Not only open that gift, but use that gift. Be somebody who takes the gift and you're glad about it and say, yeah, man, I got this gift. I remember I'm, I'm a guy of gratitude. I send out thank you notes and things of that nature. And uh, I'll tell you, God is so good. Hey, we love you, folks. And listen, we're going to be coming back tomorrow. Uh, make sure that you get a hold of us if you need anything, and we'll be praying for you. We'll see you in the morning. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, Recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.